0: Hey everyone you're listening to time for your hobby and this is episode 40 keep some space for some good bakes i'm your host alex and today i have the honor to have kahuna as my guest on the show how are you doing today
1: good good how are you doing alex
0: good uh <laughs> took a nice shower now i'm all clean all fresh and i have some energy to do this podcast
1: that's great to hear i'm excited to be on this podcast
0: yeah yeah. It's, we talked about it for a while i prepared questions for you a while back i had to resend them because there was a big gap but at least we're finally, do- finally doing it now, right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay, so before we get too much into the podcast or the episode itself, or the hobby itself per se, I'm sure the listeners would love to learn a little bit more about you.
1: Okay, well, my name is Kahona. I live in Orleans. Um, I grew up in Ottawa my whole life. I um, work for Export Development Canada, so it's a crown corporation within the government. In finance, and I'm 26 years old.
0: And your hobby is baking, correct?
1: That's right. When I'm not working, I'm baking at home.
0: And so wait, how did you get introduced to baking?
1: It all started when I was younger. So my mom would like to treat us to desserts and um, baked goods. So we would make it ourselves at home. But she really discouraged um, the box mixes. So we would always kind of bake our own stuff from scratch. Everything from like carrot apple muffins to M&M cookies, pies, et cetera.
0: Do you remember the first thing you've ever baked?
1: Yeah, it was probably blueberry muffins.
0: And how did that turn out?
1: (laughs) It's actually a pretty funny story. So I forgot to put the liquids in my blueberry muffins. When you bake, you have to essentially mix in some dry ingredients to the wet ingredients. And part of the wet ingredients is to add like a cup of milk or a cup of water. So I forgot to do that. And then I end up adding too much water and then I drained the water from the muffin batter. So it was it was it was kind of messy, but they turned out to be the most moist and delicious muffins my family ever had. So I guess it was um, it was a failure in the end.
0: Did you ever redo that same recipe or it was like a one time yeah. thing? You're like, you know what? That was a mistake. It was a beautiful mistake, but I'm not going to do it again.
1: Yeah, basically. I don't think I've ever done it again. And now it's like over, I don't know, 20 years ago. So I was baking when I was six. <laughs>
0: you're, yeah, you're a professional now. You're a professional baker hobbyist.
1: I wouldn't call myself a professional per se.
0: What would you say is the best part about baking for you on a personal level?
1: Essentially what I enjoy about the hobby is like there's a sense of mastery to it. Like I'd love to master a recipe before I move on to the next recipe. Also, the best part of home baking is that you you save money. Like I love baked goods and sweets and I just can't bring myself to pay like the $2 or $3 um, price for one macaron when I can make like a dozen for like $10. So
0: if you had to judge, how many macarons have you actually done so far? If you you were able to count how many you've done?
1: Oh, man. I think I've done over – I've done over maybe 20 batches of macarons and like each batch is around – 20, 24 macarons. Cause yeah. So I'd say, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> 20, 24 times 20. That's how much I did
0: there. Whoever has a calculator in front of them, your cell phone, do the math. I'm using mine for the question. So math is not my strongest suit. So I'm sure somebody out there will be able to calculate that. But, uh, do you try different flavors of macarons or do you prefer doing the same ones over again?
1: Well, what's interesting about my macarons and I don't think a lot of people know about this is that um the shells are essentially the same flavor and you just kind of change the flavor um and the filling. So every batch I try to make different uh flavors, but my go-to is um chocolate ganache Nutella and uh strawberry and cream. But if I've also done like caramel, um blueberry, blackberry. It's really all about the filling. So yeah, I would say I would I've explored the um, flavors of macarons
0: is there one flavor that you want to try for a macaron
1: Uh i'd like to try lavender i know that's kind of like a, a weird taste um to eat a flower but i don't know this seems uh, interesting to me to make lavender macarons
0: well it's not too crazy if you think about it we eat mint tea or not like tea leaves or mint leaves right
1: yeah we do so
0: it's not too strange that lavender is a flavor that people want to try When you do do your baking, do you listen to music or you're more like the quiet type and you're focused?
1: Oh, I'll have some music on definitely in the background.
0: What kind of music do you uh, like to listen to?
1: It ranges. Like it depends on my mood. So I'll have some either Chinese music playing in the background or there's country music or maybe just some classical um, instrumental music playing as well. So it really just depends on my mood.
0: Okay, so you—if correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're an emotional cook or a baker. So in other words, if it's like happy music, you go into full dance. If it's like more quiet and calm, you do the movements as if you're a conductor of baking per se.
1: Well, I mean, I guess so. Uh, I have to be honest with you, like the music isn't fully on at all times. It's just kind of there for background noise. Um the music just helps me concentrate on my um what I'm actually doing cuz baking you have to be pretty exact uh, a lot of the recipes are very meticulous so you have to be sure you're doing it correctly or else you can you can screw up the whole batch just because you know you didn't warm up the syrup at the right temperature
0: On that note would you say you're more the type to follow the recipe to a dot or are you throw in a little bit of improv in there or Um
1: I think that would depend on what I'm baking. So if it's something very um, precise and finicky like macarons, then I, I follow that recipe to a dot. Like I'll weigh all my ingredients instead of just measuring. Um, if it's a, a simpler recipe like muffins where I, I know I can explore around and add my own bits and do modifications, for example, like I would substitute Um, the butters for coconut oil or um, milk for almond milk so yeah it really depends on which recipe you're doing usually if it's a new recipe that i've never done before i'll stick to it to um, exactly what's written online or
0: and uh, speaking of new recipes what is let's say if you have to define your style as in what do you prefer to bake macarons is definitely one of them but what else is in that list
1: Uh, to be honest, the things I like to bake the most are the baked goods that I like to eat and I just don't want to buy. So, um, for example, like I love fudge. I'll bake some fudge. I love macarons, um, chocolate chip cookies. It really depends on what I feel like eating. Um, I'll bake. I never bake something that I don't like.
0: Would you bake something for... Your significant other?
1: Yes, all all the time. <laughs> Even
0: though you don't like it?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would make the exception for, for Luke, but uh, besides that, there's not really any other recipes I do.
0: So, you know, I have to ask, what is Luke's sweet tooth? What is his go-to bake? Bake?
1: Um, I don't know if it, it's really, it's not the most um, extravagant recipe, but he loves um, chocolate-covered peanut butter balls, and I just make it around Christmas time.
0: Ah, so you make it exclusive. So every year he gets to be excited. It's not a whole year thing. It's uh, it's like eggnog.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like eggnog. It's a seasonal thing. If I make it too often, then I find that it will – Um, he wouldn't find it as valuable anymore because he could have it any time.
0: And his teeth would fall off.
1: Probably, yeah. He's eaten a whole batch before, so. Wait, how
0: much is in a batch?
1: <laughs> uh, Twelve. Twelve is usually a batch.
0: Did he chew or just swallow it whole like a seagull?
1: Swallow it like a duck.
0: <laughs> oh, Luke. So, uh, when you come, when it comes to actually cooking and learning new recipes, do you, did you ever take classes, or was it more something you looked up online, or mostly your mom or anybody else?
1: I um, self-taught myself by looking at online videos, um, reading recipes online, and I think I also would check the comments off the recipes and learn from others and what they did. I also, um, when I look up recipes, I try to find forums and, you know, there's a whole subreddit on just Macaron Baking on Reddit. So,
0: What is the craziest flavor you've seen on there?
1: I don't think I've ever seen really crazy flavors before. I I don't know. I'd have to get back to you.
0: So, okay. So instead of crazy flavors, what kind of things do they discuss in that subreddit?
1: Particularly on Macarons, we would discuss um, troubleshooting on why did your macaron come out a certain way and what could be the environmental cause of it? So, for example, if the shell is a hollow, it could be signs of overbeating the eggs. Or if your macarons didn't rise, it, it could be that your, your room is too humid.
0: And for you, what kind of equipment do you have that's useful? Like a pan, a spoon, like a special spoon that you like to use at all times?
1: I would say probably my scale. You have to measure, you have to weigh all the ingredients. If you don't have an accurate scale, it could um it could play a a toll on your recipe.:
0: And you've had this scale for a long time?:
1: Uh yeah, well, I actually I stole it from my brother, and I just didn't give it back.:
0: Does he know it's gone?:
1: Yes, and he ordered me a different one, but I don't like it, so I just kept the original one.:
0: So you gave him the one that he bought?:
1: No, I kept them both. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so at least now you can measure two things at the same time, right?
1: Yeah, I could.
0: <laughs> you talked about this at the beginning, where you your first thing you ba- you baked the blueberries. You messed up the recipe, but it turned out to be a beautiful disaster. Has there been other times where that has happened?
1: Um, where I messed up, or it became a beautiful disaster?
0: Both. Let's say you messed up, like you thought you messed up, but it ended up turning out good in the end. Either way.
1: Yeah, I, I would say I've messed up baking a lot. Like you, sometimes you forget if you're doing something in a rush or you weren't paying close attention on how you're mixing your ingredients. I wouldn't say they came out better than the blueberry muffins where I really screwed up and created a, like a new recipe almost, but they never really turned out that bad. They just always look a little bit weird if I if I screw up the recipe, they always taste good though.
0: So I have a question for you. Are you the type that even though you screwed it up so bad, you will eat it as if, yeah, this is what I made. Like Luke will look at you like, you sure those are good? you would be like, yeah, yeah, they're good. But in your head, they're like, they're not good.
1: Uh, I think I would be probably my harshest critic when it comes to baked goods. So I will admit I'm like, Oh, I forgot this and this and they don't turn out good, but Luke is such a good support, he'll still he'll still taste them and he'll still say, Oh yeah, they they still taste good or yeah, I could see what you mean. Um, you know, I, I've never put myself down on when I, I kinda mess up a batch. And I don't really force people to eat it though. I'll I'll tell them straight up. Well, this happened. So, if you still want to eat it, you can. But if you don't, it's fine.
0: <laughs> you give that you give the warning label before people eat, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: I don't know if you can. You're you will be able to tell this or say this. But out of ten times, how many times would you screw up a recipe?
1: I don't think I've ever really screwed up any recipes specifically. But when it comes to macaron baking, that's probably one of the recipes. Um, just because it's so finicky and it, it requires a lot of attention, that one I would say maybe two out of ten um, I would mess up, which is a lot better because when I started baking macarons like two, three years ago, it would be like half the batch would come out messed up.
0: But you would you would still eat it?
1: Um. Yeah, I would still <laughs> eat it. Unless unless they're too crunchy, then I, I wouldn't eat them.
0: Then you just crunch it up, use it as crouton in the salad. It'd be a very sweet salad.
1: Yeah, high calorie too.
0: <laughs> Have you ever dropped anything like like you're cooking you're baking something and you just dropped it on the ground and you just had a, one of those moments where you're just like
1: <sighs> I wouldn't say drop the baked goods but I've had moments where I've dropped things in the baked goods while I was baking
0: What did you drop
1: So I've dropped my phone before in the chocolate <laughs> like ganache filling one time I was uh, making pie dough for a tortilla, so like the traditional meat pie and my rolling pin um started shattering so I guess I started dropping a bunch of um with chips in my my pie dough. So that was a, that was a uh, moment.
0: You're telling me people don't want splinters in their mouth?
1: No, I don't think they would. No.
0: Huh. Oh, well. They're not beavers. Uh, do you prefer to bake alone or with somebody else?
1: Uh, I prefer to bake alone. Unless it's somebody that's very experienced. Um, baking is really just like my place where I get to concentrate on me. So I don't really like to... <laughs> to share that with anybody or I don't like to like have to watch over what they're doing constantly.
0: So you're more the type that this is my kitchen. This is my safe space. You don't necessarily like people coming into your kitchen and telling you what to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, most of the time when people come in and they want to bake with me, they're not bakers. So I haven't had the chance to really bake with someone who was as experienced or more experienced as me. But if I did, I think that would be more useful.
0: Have you ever baked with your mom recently?
1: No, I haven't baked with her in like a long time.
0: But she would get a pass to come bake in your kitchen and tell you what to do, right?
1: Uh, we'd probably <laughs> have to. <laughs> we discuss what we would bake and it depends what the recipe is.
0: And once you do finish your recipes, do you test your own food or is Luke your test subject?
1: Uh, I, w- I would take a bite. I don't always eat everything that I bake. Like I, I would just try maybe a bite of the macarons, um, a bite of the cookie. And the reason why is because you can make multiple batches in one recipe and each batch will turn out differently. So if I ate a whole macaron for each batch.
0: Your teeth would fall out.
1: Yeah, I would probably gain a lot of weight. So for example, macaron one recipe has three batches in it. So all three batches can come out differently. So you do have to taste all the batches, but you don't want to eat the whole, like the whole macaron because that would be three macarons.
0: So do other people's opinions have an impact on your baking?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I'm always open to um, feedback on the baking. So if they didn't prefer a certain flavor or they find that there was lacking like a crunch to it, I'm always open to modifying the recipe for the future.
0: But it really depends on who says it, right? If it's a random stranger off the street, you would not take it as heavy as if it was, let's say, Luke or your mom, right?
1: No, I accept everybody's feedback. I think uh, the more opinions, the better I can improve myself. And I try to understand where their opinion came from, right? So if they're saying like, say this cookie is really dry, then um, I wouldn't be afraid to agree to, oh, it is dry, you know, I missed this. Or yeah, this, in- this recipe didn't require as much oils. I'll look for a better one next time.
0: And has it ever happened that there was an opinion you said, well, that wasn't really constructive. You didn't need to take that in consideration. Like somebody just yeah. said, I don't like blueberries. Okay.
1: I've had a. I made a red velvet cake before, and someone said it's not red enough.
0: As in the color?
1: <laughs> the color of the cake, because a red velvet cake, the the cake is supposed to be red. Mm-hmm. But um, so this person got a slice of the cake, and they weren't really supposed to. Like it was a birthday cake for somebody else, and it just so happens that they were there, and they just kind of took it, and then they, they, they um, decided to give their opinion on it their unwanted opinion out of nowhere so
0: he's a professional non-professional food critic kind of person
1: yeah i guess so
0: and how did you deal with it just okay
1: yeah i mean (laughs) like oh yeah i just i just mentioned casually mentioned that maybe the food coloring i had wasn't a strong one compared to my other cakes
0: Mm. is there a recipe that you want to achieve like something you really want to make but you haven't made it yet
1: Um, I haven't made a steamed cheesecake yet. I think that would be um, interesting to do. So like, you know, those Uncle Tetsu cheesecakes they have all over Japan. And I think there's a there's a store opening in Ottawa. They make um, these fluffy cheesecakes and basically you're supposed to bake it in a a pan of water. So I'd love to do that. I just haven't had the the chance to really like settle down, do my research and uh, explore it yet. And there hasn't been a demand. So I haven't really had a reason to bake it yet.
0: So if I say this is my demand for it, would that be a good reason enough or no? No. No, <laughs> I
1: would probably need more
0: than well hopefully if people listen to this, uh, when they do, they'll say, Hey, there's more demand. We want this. I'm not saying you have to bake it for everybody. You don't have to bake it for anybody. Just the idea that maybe if people are interested, yeah, and you can post it online. But uh no, I'd love to see what it looks like. I've never tasted it. Not yours. Oh, really? se, but you've tasted it?
1: The uh, cheesecake, yeah. yeah yeah
0: this is when you were in Japan or in Ottawa.
1: um when I was in Montreal, actually they opened one of the the stores there, so I was able to grab um a cheesecake and bring it home. It was good
0: nice and uh, this is going back to the idea where how many times you fail out of ten, huh, do you tend to succeed the first time you try a new recipe?
1: I think the first time is usually um for me personally the best to have success rate. Just because when you first create the recipe, um, for me, I'm fully concentrated on the recipe and I don't miss anything and I'll read it and I'll do all the reviews. I find that it's more when you're between mastering and a beginner, that's when you'll have more chances of messing up the recipe because you, you think you know the recipe and then you forget something. You don't rely on the written recipe as much as when you did when you first started.
0: It becomes more of a feeling.
1: Yes, but sometimes your feelings can be wrong or you forget <laughs> things. Well, that's
0: the fun of it. And speaking of which, how many recipes would you say you have memorized?
1: Well, I had the first macahoe recipe memorized and then I, I tried a new one that I like better. So I kind of <laughs> didn't memorize the new one yet. I think I don't have any recipes that I've memorized really. Oh, the peanut butter balls. That one's really easy.
0: Okay, so you have two underneath your belt, but I'm sure in the near future that is going to increase significantly and then you're going to be able to bake behind with your hands behind your back.
1: Uh, I keep my recipes so bookmarked online and then I'm thinking of just putting them um, eventually when I have more time to type them out or write them in a book so I can have them in one place instead of always um, opening it online.
0: That's awesome. So you're, you're planning to, uh, that was my next question. So you are planning to make a personalized recipe book. That will have all your recipes in it.
1: Yeah, I I really want to do that just because it's more convenient for me. And also if people um, want the recipe, it's just easier for me to to be able to send it to them right away instead of having me to scribble it down on a piece of paper or write it down. Because sometimes there are recipes online that I use, but I modify myself. But I know the modifications in my head. I don't necessarily have them written down anywhere.
0: And this is due to personal taste, so actually, do you say would you say you have a sharp tongue or a sharp palate? Uh
1: yeah, I would say my palate is pretty sharp, but yeah it's it's more it's mostly to personal taste when I would modify the recipe, or I would modify it to um, have ingredients that are more um, common. Sometimes recipe calls for very rare ingredients that you don't always have on hand or can be expensive.
0: Do you have any allergies that restricts you from trying out a new recipe tr- knowing what the taste will be like?
1: I don't have any allergies um food allergies to anything that relates to baking in general, but I do bake for some of my friends that have a gluten intolerance or they have a nut intolerance, so I try to modify it um depending on who the audience is going to be.
0: Now, cooking or baking gluten-free is it harder or at the same level as cooking with gluten
1: it's harder in the sense that you have to modify certain ingredients I try to avoid um, baking gluten free recipes that are originally made with flour like regular flour I just find that you know the taste won't be as good as the original recipe but um, for my gluten-free friend I only bake the gluten-free substitutes if they really want that recipe. If not, I try to find a dessert um, that doesn't have gluten, so macarons, for example.
0: Okay, so you're pretty accommodating to whoever. You want everybody to enjoy your cooking, your baking, and some might be more challenging than others, but you do put in the effort to try to please everybody, right?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, if, if, for example, my friend has a nut allergy and macarons are made out of almond flour. Well, for him, I really want him to try mac at home because he's never had one in his life. Then I will take that extra step and try to find a substitute for the almond flour that's not free. But usually I try to stick to original recipes where you don't have to substitute things because you want it to keep the original taste.
0: And sorry if I sound ignorant, but is there a substitute for al- almond flour?
1: Yes. Yes. So I, I have grounded some sunflower seeds before.
0: Okay. So that's pretty cool. And that So there's a, that's a little extra step to do it, but it's doable. And I'm sure they, pre- they appreciate it.
1: Yes. Yes, they do.
0: Now for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first
1: started baking? I think it was just like the time, the patience and the concentration. Like some people might not know that baking does require a lot of concentration and precision depending on your recipe. So I think once you get past that, it gets a lot easier.
0: And what did you do to improve your concentration?
1: I just focused more, try and try to take my time, um, remind myself that this is all for fun. And I also try to give myself a timeline. So if I said I'll make macarons tonight, then I'm not gonna start at like ten at night knowing that it'll take three to four hours to bake it. It helps to do your research and read comments and people's past experience of what can go wrong when you're baking.
0: And things that could go go wrong could be like a fire. Has that ever happened or anything near that?
1: I've I think my parchment paper kind of like went <laughs> kind of lit on fire in my oven once and then my smoke alarm went off.
0: And you have the fire extinguisher right beside you just in case.
1: <laughs> no, the fire <laughs> extinguisher is not in the same floor as the kitchen, but that that's probably a good idea I should probably <laughs>
0: You could just yell Luke and he'll go up and get it. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is your current biggest challenge?
1: Well, I think my my current biggest challenge is probably it's going to sound funny. It's a lot of people are, are asking me to to bake things for them and sometimes I have to like politely decline and I feel really bad, but I just it's it's really like my hobby and I don't want to make like a business out of it or have to feel obligated to bake.
0: Mhm. So, but this this comes with uh, experience. So, the more you do it, the more you say, you know what? Thank you for the suggestion, but no, All right? Like you told me, no for the Japanese uh, cheese Cheesecake. puff. Yeah, exactly. See, you're 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 ahead of it. You got it.
1: It's still I, I still find it a challenge because there are some like um, loved ones that would love to have certain baked goods, and I just I don't have the time in my day, or if I'm not feeling it, it's not going to come out as good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's all about the emotions. You So, do you cook more? Do you ever do angry cook baking? Yes. Oh, how does that look?
1: <laughs> they don't always come out right. <laughs> yeah,
0: like you're just, you're not throwing like throwing the eggs in the pan or the bowl and just like angrily doing it?
1: I wouldn't call it angry baking, but it's more like baking in a rush. So, you've committed to bake something for an event and then you're running out of time. So, you have to Rush everything, and then it can get pretty frustrating.
0: Oh, okay, okay, it's not pure anger baking. I oh, no. I'm gonna bake I wouldn't. Today. I
1: wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend angry baking.
0: That is a recipe for disaster. Pun intended. What are some misconceptions for people who are bakers?
1: I guess some misconceptions is that baking is easy. Anybody could do it. Anybody could do it. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not easy. Like it does require a lot of concentration and precision. You know, if, if the recipe asks for melted butter or room temperature butter, you can't use cold butter. Like it's it's going to have a different um a different result.
0: And do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby?
1: Yeah, I mean, get a scale and a KitchenAid mixer. That will make your life a lot easier.
0: Or you can be like Kahuna and have two scales.
1: Yeah. Uh seriously, just like maybe just read the recipe, make sure you have all the ingredients on hand before you actually start baking make sure you allocated yourself enough time and follow through all the steps.
0: Has it ever happened to you where you started baking something and then you realized you missed a key ingredient? And if so, what do you do with the recipe?
1: Um, It depends on what stage you realize that you're missing a key ingredient. Like if you realize that you can still fix it, then I would try to fix it. But if it's already in the oven, um, you can't really open the oven and add in an ingredient after it's already starting to bake. You know, you kind of just laugh it off. You win you win some and you lose some.
0: True. It's it's life, right?
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't get too upset about it. I, I, I used to get upset about it because you put like all these hours of work and then you forget one ingredient and it doesn't come out as well. But, you know, for me, baking is only for fun and it's a hobby. So I, I try not to bring myself down too much.
0: Yeah. It's, it's meant to make you happy. If it didn't make you happy, then it wouldn't necessarily be a hobby. It would be a, th- a chore? An obligation. A, yeah, an obligation, a chore, yeah. And would you want to present this to the world or use it as an escape from reality?
1: I like to use it as an escape from reality. Um, but at the same time, I do like bringing it to my close friends and family and have them taste it because one of the reasons why I do enjoy baking, not for myself, is that it does bring joy into people's lives.
0: And it brings people together. Yes. And do you have any websites that you would like to share saying this is a great place to get resources and also some personal social media websites or links that you would like to share for for you?
1: I don't have any personal social media websites, but I do recommend if you're looking for a specific recipe to check allrecipes.com. So there it's like a community site that's been um, online for over 10 years and it's people who post recipes um and then there's there's really good statistics on each recipe. It would say how many people liked it, how many people tried it, how many comments there are. And I would recommend, um, for example, if you're looking to making blueberry muffins, to look up a recipe on that website and then find the most popular recipes and read the comments that comes with it. So I think that's a really great way to to find good recipes. I'd avoid um social media. Sites like Pinterest, because I find that their recipes, they always look good in the picture, but they might not necessarily yield the same results as a recipe that people have tried and modified over the the years.
0: It's kind of like going to McDonald's and expecting to get that beautiful burger, but then you get pretty much a flat pancake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's even a whole website on Pinterest fails. (laughs)
0: Oh, okay. And so you're the previous website you just mentioned, did did you ever contribute anything to that? So did you make a post of one of your recipes?
1: No, I haven't. But maybe in the future, I might consider it if I have a little bit more time to write down recipes and post it online. I, I would also be scared to to see the harsh critics that would come if people made the recipes. I wouldn't want to get a one-star rating. Speaking of which,
0: how is the baking community, whether it's your friends, online, for like for you, around you?
1: I find that there is a baking community. Like I do have some coworkers that we bake. Um, we do cookie exchanges. So what we would do is say we would each bake um, four dozens of the same cookies at Christmas and then we would exchange it. So then uh, we'd have different Christmas cookies. So I do like discussing some of my recipes with them. As people around me publicly, I think it's more just local bakery businesses that are doing it for the money and not necessarily for the hobby. So that they're a little bit harder to talk to.
0: So you still like the human interaction aspects, not just the food, it's the people behind it as well.
1: Yeah, like if you find somebody who also bakes and is at the similar levels, you can always exchange recipes or you can always uh, talk to them on how something tasted odd and then they would give their feedback on what they think it might have went wrong.
0: That's good. I like that. I like that small community aspect of it.
1: It's there there are some people like that but they're hard to find.
0: Well, at least there's the subreddits and there's there's the, the, the possibilities are there. It's just got to people have to keep their eye out. And hopefully this is yeah. one of those situations where whoever is a baker listening to this who is in Ottawa or just anywhere in the world, at least you have this as some sort of resource to say, "Hey, don't give up. Also, don't burn down your house, but keep baking."
1: Yes, exactly. I agree.
0: Do you have any questions for me? about baking. It could be absolutely anything at all.
1: Alex, have you ever baked before?
0: I think I have. Yes. I think it was uh, like, I, I'm not an expert. I cook a lot more than I bake, but for baking, I think I used to do, um, whenever it was birthdays out of the box recipes and I'm pretty bad. I don't have a scale. I should probably get a scale or two. Um, but I used to do a lot of guesstimations.
1: Oh, mm, see, that's a big <laughs> no-no when it comes to baking.
0: Yeah, it's more, it's more flexible when it comes to cooking, but baking, I, I heard it's a lot more tight.
1: It's very, it's a precise, you have to be very precise.
0: But yeah, like I, you really see the results when it's actually being baked in the oven saying if it rises or it doesn't rise or how it turns out, like everything before, it's like, oh, this looks great. It's, the batter looks good. Okay. Put it in the oven. Whoops. What happened?
1: It's kind of like, I don't know, that's kind of why I kind of enjoy baking a little bit more um, than cooking. Because sometimes when you're cooking a roast or a turkey, you won't know if it went out well until you when it's completely cooked and it's on your plate. Versus baking, you can tell if a recipe went wrong um, just by the batter or how it looks in the oven.
0: So I guess, I don't know if this is considered baking, but it's somewhat in the same process. I like making crepes, which is... Because it's a similar idea of putting your dry ingredients with your wet ingredients. At first, I would just put the flour in and then I realized the crepes would have bubbles in it or lumps of flour. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's why I started using a not a like a not a filter per se, but something yeah, to take out the like uh, spread out the flour so it comes out more evenly. So I guess mm-hmm. that would be my version of baking, but I would like to give it a try. <laughs> I know it's not baking. That's like. That's I don't even know what crepes is like in between.
1: I actually don't know. That's a really good question. We'll have to do some research on that later.
0: But I do I do have an instant pot, and there's a you can make a cake in there. I don't know if it's considered cheating, but I would definitely love to give it a try.
1: Yeah, you should try it and let me know how it comes out.
0: I'll I'll give you a piece, and then I'll give it to somebody. I'll give it to our friend John. We'll see if uh, he survives, and after that, I'll give it to you. Sounds good. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Kawana, for coming on my show and talking about your hobby. I've learned that baking is much more than just the food itself. It's an emotion. It's it's the person. It's the kitchen. It's the environment. It's everything. The tools you use, the two scales you use, because one might work, one might not work. It's just it englobes everything. So if you would like to learn more about up, just listen to this podcast but if you would like to learn more about baking i will put the links that she mentioned below so once again it's like the wikipedia of baking correct
1: it's actually a really good source for regular recipes too i use it for cooking not just baking
0: so it's the wikipedia of food making baking cooking yes so (laughs) so there you have it um so go out try baking and if you think this episode is going to be useful for anybody that might like it, by all means, share it. It's not harmful. It's baking. Baking brings people together. And hopefully this podcast does the same thing. And until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.